This is the Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast Show, hosted by Bo Finley and Brant Walker. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast. Uh, today we're doing something a little bit different. We had to go phone to phone here, um, trying to get it down. Uh, we're at two different locations, so we're going to see how we can get this done. Uh, but Brant and Bo, we're going to come back at you with a few Q&As today, a couple questions we've been seeing on uh, on the Facebook or been asked to us in our personal messages about drafts, keepers, dynasties, trades, stuff like that. Um, uh, Bo, what you got for us? Let's get it. Let's go ahead and just jump right into this. Yeah, obviously. Uh, so again, I'm the one off location today, uh, trying something different, like you had alluded to there, Brant. Uh, probably going to be a little bit on the shorter side again, just because we're not face to face. We both have you know things going on in our lives, uh, and and just weren't able to get together this week. But we still wanted to put something out for the people. Um, so yeah, like you alluded to, we were going to talk uh, about some. Um, things that we had seen on either social media or asked in person, whatever the case may be, um, and, and just kind of dissect these questions a little bit, just mainly opinion based um, on our end, kind of kind of just to put out our, our personal thoughts on this. Um, uh, I do want to let the people know uh, we talked about it a little bit today. Um, we are going to start a new segment. Um, it may not be an all the time thing. It'll be as maybe as it, as it gets brought up to us kind of thing, but we are going to start um, a team rating um, segment on the podcast or a whole episode, whatever the case may be. We'll hit that up eventually, but it's just like, you know, again, it all feeds back to that fat boys um, mantra that we live by here on this cast. Uh, you go to your favorite restaurant, it's closed because there's too many cockroaches. It was shut down by who, Brant? The health inspector. Right, so we're going to health inspect some rosters here and see if they need to be shut down or if they're good to serve. Um, so we're going to start doing that maybe in the coming weeks, maybe see a full episode of it in the coming weeks. So if you want your team rated by us uh, as the Fat Boys Health Inspectors, uh, go ahead and either drop your team in, a, in the comments on the, on our page or uh, private message them to us and we'll rate your teams. Um, but anyway, yeah, so the first question um, that I that I have brought is uh, – by uh, is from Mac, and Mac asks he's in a four uh, four keeper standard scoring league. Um, so no matter who he picks, it gives up his first four round picks. Okay, okay. so everybody's um, giving up the first four. Correct. So the first four, um, and he, he does throw out there that you know running backs tend to go uh, quick in this league. Wishes he could keep everyone, but he's got uh, he's got seven names on the list, um, and they are Clyde edwards helaire Aaron Jones. Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Zeke Elliott, and DeAndre Swift. So, Walker, I'll let you go first. Who's your number one keeper on this list? Again, we're keeping four. My number one is going to be Aaron Jones. As a, I mean, I, I don't know when, he, when they need to be submitted, but as long as Rodgers still the quarterback, that's my number one, especially if I'm already going to have to give up a first-round draft pick. I think my number one for the keeper has to be Aaron Jones. He's proven he can take over the load. And, I mean, there's no Williams there anymore uh, taking away any of the – Pass catching, yes, A.J. Dillon is there, but I just think Jones' ceiling this year, as long as Roger is still around, is is crazy high. Correct. Yeah, I totally agree. This this definitely changes a little bit depending on when the keepers have to be submitted. If Rodgers is in town, isn't, obviously. Um, for me, I, I still want to lean uh, Devontae Adams on this list. Um, if you're going to be giving up a first-round pick, uh, it makes sense to take the guy that was worth the first-round pick right now. Aaron Jones is fringe uh, first-rounder to me right now, but Devontae Adams is a solidified first-rounder. Um, 
so I, I think for me, it's Devontae Adams, just the way that Aaron Rodgers targets him uh, and how great he's been the last couple of seasons. Uh, the door is definitely still open for him to be the, the wide receiver one again this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. As long, and once again, all fades back to as long as Rodgers still in town. Correct. Absolutely. Um, for me, my, my next one, well, obviously I think Aaron Jones and Devonte Adams are the one too. Um, it's never fun owning the best two weapons on the same team, but I think both of these guys, as they've seen the last two years have great value. Um, and it's, it's not something I, I would tend to be scared of, of owning both of them. Absolutely. I, that's one thing that, that, that team puts up points. So, um, so, so we've got Aaron Jones, we've got Devonte Adams here. So that brings us down with two keeper spots left. And again, we have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Justin Jefferson, Zeke Elliott, and DeAndre Swift as our as our last two possible guys. So you go ahead and take you through who your next pick is going to be. Uh, my next, I'm going to go ahead and hit my next two. It's going to be Jefferson and Zeke. I think Zeke still has the safe floor of getting the work there in in uh, Dallas. Um, so you give me the one-two punch of Jones and Zeke as my one-two running back, and then you give me Adams and Jefferson as my one-and-two wide receiver. I think those are the four that I'd want to keep and hold on to. Um, I, I think Swift is up there in the talks too, but that there's so many question marks surrounding the, the Detroit Lions offense that I don't know if I would feel safe holding on to him over some of the other names. CEH, I think the ceiling's there, but – it's it's can he get there? We we saw him struggle at times last year. We also saw him boom at times last year. So I think I'm going to take the safest plays there. Yeah, no, I, I can understand that. Um, I, I'm going to be somewhat similar to you uh, here. I'm going to keep Zeke as well. Um, again, Aaron Jones and Zeke give you a combination of guys who have finished in the top 10 several times in their career, um, consistently right around that area. Um, but I am going to take the high ceiling with my last one and take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, you know, as Max stated in, in his in his uh, post here, that um, running backs tend to go quick in this league. Um, so I think it, it definitely puts a premium on them. Um, and then taking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire here, who I think has a higher ceiling than DeAndre Swift. I think DeAndre Swift will be safer, especially this year. Uh, but I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has a much higher ceiling. I would almost argue higher ceiling than, than Zeke as well. Um, but it's it's so much easier to play catch-up in the wide receiver aspect of things as it is to uh, play catch-up in the, in the in the running back realm. Uh, and again, in, in, in our wide receivers, I have the op- opportunity to have a guy who could finish as the wide receiver one, which is massive. Um, but but with these running backs on this list, I, re- I really don't have a, a true bell cow, number one caliber kind of guy. I've got three guys that I could be keeping here, two of which I think are, are RB1 candidates and Jones and Zeke. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire could be a guy who he might finish as a low-end RB2 but could still have those weeks as a, a, a top three potential running back. Absolutely. So, yeah, excellent, excellent question there, Mac. Uh, good, le- good luck on your keeper league. Um, my next one. This one's a little bit more fun, in my in my opinion. Uh, it was it was it's posted by Luke, uh, and Luke's question is: uh, uh, Miles Gaskin or James Robinson? Who's going to have the better season? Uh, again, Walker, I'll defer to you. Let you hit this one up first, and uh, you you can tell me where you're at there. As much as I want to say James Robinson, I, I think it's Miles Gaskin. Um, they didn't really bring anything in. They brought in Malcolm Brown to maybe push him a little more. But, I mean, Miles Gaskin did it all last year in, in Miami. He was able to catch the ball. He was able to run. He finished, I believe, inside running back 24. Um, so, I, uh, Miles Gaskin to me is just – he's going to be the, the 
the lead back until either A gets hurt or somebody actually can show that they take over. James Robinson kind of lost that with with them draft, drafting ETN because ETN is, is going to be, you know, um, Trevor Lawrence's best friend there. He's bringing him over with him from college. I still think Robinson is a good pick. I just uh, – I think the, the ceiling is higher than for Miles Gaskin, though. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I think – James Robinson's going to be a fine asset in, in fantasy this year. I, I don't see any reason why Urban uh, Meyer doesn't try to get both James Robinson and ETN uh, involved down there in Jacksonville. Uh, but the big, big thing to me is one of these running backs is a very capable guy breathing down his neck, whereas the other has a bunch of question marks. Now, listen, yes, Miles Gaskin did miss several games last year. Um, but when he played, he had over a 60% snap percentage every single time. Um, he had over 20, 20 rushing uh, attempts twice out of those 10 games um, and had over five targets and, and the vast majority. Only uh, out of seven games, he had more than five targets. So in PPR format, I love that. I don't see James Robinson have a, having a huge uh, target share uh, as far as passing uh, goes this year. I think ETN will get 90% of that work. Uh, and so for those reasons, I, I lean to Gaskin. This is, this is getting similar, similar, uh, somewhat odd here, Brant. Um, we don't tend to agree very often when we talk about things in our, in our everyday conversations. Uh, but we get in front of this mic here, and it seems to bring out the best in our, uh, our agreements. Absolutely. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, I mean, when James Rob or not James Robinson, I'm sorry, when Miles Gaskin played, he played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. In the 10 games he played, he only had two that were below 15 points in PPR scoring. So, I mean, like I said, that's that's safe to me. I'm assuming where you're looking at both of these guys is your running back three, running back four. You should already have two very capable starters as long as you use your first two picks, first two or three picks with running backs. So, uh, this is a guy, Miles Gaskin, I, you know that I loved him coming out of college. He's from Washington, so I watched him play quite a bit. I think his ceiling is, is outrageous this year, and I think that if, if he comes out and proves that he can be the workhorse and stay healthy, he may be the guy that doesn't get replaced. He could be their number one back again next year. They may not waste any draft capital, and I think he's willing to come out and really put that to work. Yeah, I, I could, again, I could definitely see those things as well. Obviously, I, I love James Robinson on a personal level a little bit more, being a local boy here close to where you and I record this very podcast. Um, so for me, for those reasons I root, I'm going to root harder for James Robinson, but I just think ETN is going to steal too much of him to be relevant. Uh, this next question is, is geared towards the dynasty aspect a little bit. It's a, it's a trade we've got, uh, and DJ asked this question about uh, which, which side of this trade would you prefer? He doesn't necessarily say which side he's getting or um, whatever, but it is uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Michael Carter, and a 2022 third-round pick in the rookie draft for Terry McLaurin. Mm. So walk, or you, walk me walk me through where you're at on this one. I know where I'm at. Well, that's I actually tough. I, I really like Terry, but, I mean, I feel like you're giving up a lot. Are you, you said Brandon Ayuk, correct? Yep, yep. So Brandon Ayuk, Michael Carter, the running back there out of uh, uh, the Jets, and a third-round rookie pick. So Michael Carter was, what, the third, fourth best running back prospect coming out this year. So, I mean, you get a, you get a decent prospect there. He doesn't have much – 
around him. I mean, he's got what Coleman, I think, is there, LaMichael P. Ryan, and then himself. I think those are the three backs. So uh, I, this is Dynasty, I assume. Uh, so, Josh Adams is there as well, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. He may still be there. You're, you're correct. Um, that's tough because I really like Terry. The twenty, the, the the third round, third or second round pick doesn't really mean a whole lot to me because I don't see a whole lot coming out in this next year's draft. Um, you, it, it, when you get down that low, if you don't, you're kind of throwing a dart. I mean, let's think about it. Oh, I took Michael Carter in the second round, so I threw a dart at him. I think I'm going to still lean Terry McLaurin. I think he's the safest, and even if he goes somewhere else after this season, because I believe his contract is either up this year or next, and even if he ends up somewhere else, I still think he's the safest play, and he's still young. I think I would still lean Terry McLaurin on this one. Yeah, uh, so for me in Dynasty or Redraft or whatever league I'm in, obviously there's one ultimate goal, right, and that's to win. That's in a dynasty. That's to set myself up to win as soon as I can. Uh, obviously, we don't know what the rest of DJ's uh, uh, team looks like or what the rest of his lineup looks like here. Uh, but just on the pure aspects of wanting to win, I'm taking Terry McLaren as well. And here's why for me. Terry McLaren is a guy who currently where he sits, uh, with, especially with Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's projecting really close to that wide receiver one mark, um, if not extremely high wide receiver two. Um, Brandon Ayuk, to me, is a guy that could be anywhere from the second to fifth fiddle on his team. Um, obviously, I say second at the highest because George Kittle is going to be the number one, right? Absolutely. Uh, you still have Debo Samuel there. You've got the plethora of running backs that all can catch the ball out of the backfield. And we're going to start the season with Jimmy Garoppolo, who we finish with. I don't know. Yes, Brandon Ayuk was was good in spots last year, but so was Debo Samuel when he's healthy. So is George Kittle when he's healthy. So is Raheem Mostert when he's healthy. Uh, and we also added, they also added Elijah Mitchell there in the backfield, who catches the ball exceptionally well out of the University of Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, Trey Sermon can catch the ball. Most running backs from Ohio State can catch the ball. Um, so you, you just never know where Brandon Ayuk's going to be out in the pecking order. Um, Michael Carter, similar situation. I don't expect him to be the starter when the season kicks off. I expect him to take that role at some point. But again, we are still running the Kyle Shanahan offense in New York as it breaks out and looks to be that way, which means do we know if we're going to have a workhorse running back come out of there? Probably not. going to be a different level of a couple guys. And this third-round rookie pick to me is is – you know, for me and, and third rounds of rookies, I'm, I'm taking gambles on guys who I think could be good in a few years. So that third rounder is kind of a non-factor to me as well versus Terry McLaurin, who's still young, came out in the same draft as uh, DK Metcalf. A lot of people forget about that. AJ Brown. Um, so still very young and dynasty could be a very great part of your lineup for the next, you know, seven to eight years, possibly. Uh, so I, I'm going to lean definitely to the Terry side as well. Yeah. I, yeah. I think the, the upside's there. Wide receiver one, he's going to – I mean, he, he comes out, he gets a better throwing quarterback this year. So and, – and probably for the future too because eventually Washington's going to going to move forward with the quarterback. It's not going to be Ryan for years to come, although he's been around forever, so there's still that chance. Absolutely. You're not wrong about that. Uh, the next question comes from from Jesse. This is also a keeper question. Uh, and I think we're both going to be very, very similar in our answers here. We may not have to deliberate a whole lot. We'll see. Uh, so the question is, do I keep A.J. Brown, who's going to cost a third round pick in our draft, or D.K. Metcalf, who costs me a sixth round pick in our upcoming draft? Oh, wow. 
wow, that's a that's a lot of uh, saving there. I mean, you're talking. Yeah. I mean, AJ Brown's what projected as the as second rounder still, isn't he? He is. So I mean, you get one round. I, I'd, I'd I'm leaning DK. I, you're yeah. sixth round. A DK's got a second or third round ADP. Without me looking, I'm going to lean DK. Yeah, I, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tend to lean DK in this as well. Um, you know, and, and the reason behind it's quite simple. Do I think they? I don't want to say that I expect DK to outperform AJ Brown this year. I think they're going to be very very similar. Um, but the one thing that I will say that DK has in his favor is that is absolutely that sixth round, um, that sixth round uh, pick because that gives me five rounds prior to him to really address. And there's a chance that DK could be my third wide receiver off the board. And in all actuality, he's going to be your second best wide receiver uh, nine times out of ten. So that that's a huge upside there for me. That's that's a no brainer. I'm good to not spend a whole lot of time on this one if you are. Um, yeah. It, 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 to, to me, to me, it's it's DK. If if this was AJ Brown in a third round pick versus DK in a fourth, I might have to deliberate on that one a little bit. That one might take me a little bit more time to weed through. Um, but Jesse, I think in this case, buddy, it's it's DK Metcalf as a sixth round pick, and it's not close. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the last question I got for this uh, this this episode here again, we 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 said it was going to be semi short. Um, this is going to be a start, sit, or trade question uh, that comes at us from Mark. So Mark asks, out of these three tight ends, if you had to start one, sit one, and trade one, what? how would you rank them? It's Noah Fant out of Denver, Logan Thomas out of Washington, and Dallas Goddard out of Philadelphia. All right, so we got a Fant, a Goddard, and a Thomas, right? Correct. All right, I'm starting Fant. I'm putting Dallas Goddard on my bench, and I'm going to trade away uh, Logan Thomas. I don't believe in Logan Thomas this year. I think it was a little bit of a fluke um, to where there was only really two real capable uh, pass catchers outside of the running backs there last year um, when Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas. They had a lot of people hurt um, from the wide receiver room. If we remember, they they lost, I believe, two in the preseason to season in the injuries, so they'll be getting them back. I'm not saying they're going to come out and ball out by any means. I just think that they're going to have a lot more choices this year, so I'm going to trade him away. Goddard, the reason I'm sitting him right now is Ertz is still there. And uh, Noah Fant is uh, the number one there in in, uh, Denver. There's there's no question about it. Nobody's really breathing down his – down his neck yet. I believe Albert O eventually will get there just because he's a local boy. So I'm going to cheer for him. But Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I like Noah Fant. Noah Fant, Goddard, and, and, and uh, Thomas would be the order I put it in. Yeah. So for me, this, this, this is tricky because, you know, I'm a big Drew Locke truther. Uh, I shouldn't be uh, done nothing to this point to, to, to uh, lead me to continue down that that dreadful harmful path uh but for me it, it's gonna be i'm gonna start uh dallas goddard which is great for you because uh you just acquired him in dynasty this off season mm-hmm. uh but I, I i'm gonna start dallas goddard again uh yes jalen hurts played last year yes i expect philadelphia to open the playbook a little bit but he's still gonna be very green um as far as nfl starts under his belt i still look for him to, to absolutely uh, feed the ball to the tight end position, and let's let's be, let's talk about the weapons there a little bit. Yes, we have some pass catching options out of the backfield in Philadelphia. 
We've got Devontae Smith, who was an absolute stud in college, but we still don't know how that game translates to his NFL. Um, is his undersized going to be an issue? Is it not going to be? Is he going to hold up to a 17-game season? Is he not? There's a lot of factors there for me. I, I do think Devontae Smith's going to be very successful. But outside of that, you have um, – uh, Excuse me, drawing a blank here. Jalen Rager, who was a high draft pick. I don't know as though I ever expect Jalen Rager to be more than a possible, you know, uh, five catch a game guy for, you know, 40 yards and the occasional touchdown. Um, you've got, uh, I'm drawing a blank here. What's the name of the guy who exploded last year for a while there? Um, you owned him in Dynasty. Travis Fulgham. Travis Fulgham. I expect him to have still have some similar sort of a role, but again, it's, is he a flash in the pan? I don't know. The one proven that I know there is Dallas Goddard. Yes, Zach Ertz is there, but he's been declining for a few years. He wants out because he knows he's not the number one there anymore. So I'm, I'm going Goddard as my start. My sit is really tough for me because I want to say, yes, it, it should be Noah Fant because he's so young. Uh, he was underutilized there in Iowa due to the fact that TJ Hawkinson was there. He's a great pass blocker. Um, but I, where I have to give the nod up to Logan Thomas is – Logan Thomas, for the most part, we should know his who his quarterback is all season. And that's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, doesn't typically target his tight ends a whole lot. But let's remember, Mike Jusecki and I believe week two or three last year, had an absolute explosion with Ryan Fitzpatrick under center. Logan Thomas had several great games last year. Yes, they still got Curtis Samuel in the offseason. They added Dwami Brown in the draft, who I think is going to be very good there in Washington. And obviously you have Terry. So I don't expect Logan Thomas to be a, the focal point of that offense by any stretch of the imagination. But I do think that uh, Noah Fant will see a lot of red zone targets, but we have Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy on the outsides. So they should demand the ball more than anybody else on that team. And I think that puts him uh, – Noah Fan is the sole third best option on that team. And also, let's remember when Albert O was healthy last year and, and Noah Fan was hurt, Albert O looked good. He had a touchdown uh, catch. He had a couple other catches in that week as well uh, before he suffered his, his leg injury there. Uh, if both of them are back, I expect Albert O to have some kind of a role in, in him and Drew Locker, college teammates. So Drew's the starter. I, I, I just I, I want I want to say Noah Fan is more talented than Logan Thomas, but I believe that I know Logan Thomas's workload more this this year than I know Noah Fan. I'm not sure Noah Fan or uh, Logan Thomas have a chance to be inside the top seven tight ends. And we know there's a big drop off there. I think both those guys will have great weeks where you could start them and, and you're going to be very happy, but I don't know how happy you'll be as, a, as an overall. So if I'm picking between these three for guys on my team, it's going to be Dallas Goddard, which again should be a huge uh, smile on your face right now. Cause I know you draft them at, or traded for him after the Hunter, Hunter Henry new England signing. So, you know, I, I, I think you're very going to be very happy there with Dallas Goddard. Well, I had to do something between owner Hunter, Owning Hunter Henry, Blake Jarwin, and Dalton Schultz, I didn't know where I was going to find a, a true tight end number one. Yeah, I, th I think I think when this season all shakes down and, and it finishes out, I think you're going to look back and be very happy as long as Dallas Goddard stays healthy. Um, so, again, that's that's kind of all the questions that I have that were asked to us this week. Again, sorry for the shorter episode, but because we're both not able to be on location this week for our episode, it had to be a shorter. Uh, we both have, you know, things going on we gotta we got to be doing, and uh, it just didn't work out for us to get together this week. 
Next week, we'll come back at you again, guys. If you want to have us rate your rosters, do the Fat Boys health inspection of your roster, if you will. Submit it to us, whether you message either Brant or myself on the side. Um, drop a drop a screenshot of your team in our comments there on the Fat Boys page. Uh, and again, I, I do want to drop a listen. There is still a few spots open in that listener league. Uh, jump in there. We're still working on a prize on that. And we're also working on a prize for our giveaway that we've been talking about for uh, <laughs> for many weeks here now. But that is coming very shortly as well. Absolutely. Yep. We're going to try to get it all put together. We want to have everything rolling before the start of the season. Um, definitely get into that listener league. Um, there, there's, we're going to, we're going to get a good prize for that. We're going to get something good put together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe, a, maybe a couple of things, you know, again, like I mentioned, possibly a t-shirt, uh, from the fat boys fantasy podcast. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, definitely going to talk about your team on the cast. So that'll be cool to brag to your buddies. Hey, this podcast is talking about me and how I dominated this league this year, uh, which you're not going to beat us, but that's fine. We welcome the challenge (laughs) and uh, we'll we'll come up with something else too. It won't just be a t-shirt. There'll be something else, whether it's a monetary uh, uh, prize or, you know, a gift card of some kind or, or there'll be something, you know, I know we were spitballing possibly letting somebody have a, you know, pick their, their their favorite NFL team and us getting a jersey for them and sent to them. There, there'll be something we come up with for this. Um, so definitely stay on the lookout for that. Get in there and join that league before it fills up. And as always, stay hungry. And stay fat, my friends. <laughs>